Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route to the program where we gather every day at this time. On Tuesday, we do it in what we call the version of Across the Pond Rural Route. We get together. We discuss the issues of the day. But you have to decide how they're going to affect you. We're we're not going to think for you. That's the problem. We have too many people allowing other people to think. On this Tuesday, coming to us from the U.K. like every Tuesday, like clockwork since about the second week of May. Andrew Henderson, good afternoon, UK. Good morning, USA, once again today. Yeah. Uh, it's getting more crowded here. Jay Truitt has been joining us every Tuesday for the last uh, three weeks, maybe, Jay? Yeah, I think so. But look, it would appear as though I'm uh, I'm uh, bringing in some new, uh, new guests as well that kind of up the ante on the appearance category here on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amanda Radke, come to the shadows of the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. Good morning. Welcome back, Amanda. Yeah. By the way, I have a staunch rule. It is never a good idea on a radio program to have four people. <laughs> it's just a bad idea. I'm saying that right up front. His coffee mug down there. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a rat of a drain pipe. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> his coffee it's mug a, flew out of his hand there. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, I got to ask you. We know, we know that you have roots in Texas, that you, uh-huh. you have folks in Missouri that actually claim you. You uh-huh. were speaking the other day in uh in, in a post uh on behalf of the folks in puerto rico we know you're in puerto rico we know that you have represented puerto rico but you don't you're not a puerto rican uh no but my family are kind of mutts and so we figured that we can go anywhere uh i you know we have uh we have a little mexican and uh, a little bit of European stuff in there somewhere. A lot of Indian stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all chalked off. Your surname's not Harris, is it? It, it, you know, <laughs> it could be anything that I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. What is Truett, by the way? Uh, I think it comes from like the Basque region. Um, Ooh, the, really? You know, oh, really? Yeah. You, you have Basque blood in you? I don't think so, but the name kind of seems to originate from that French-German-Spanish intersection there. So we claim whichever one is as popular yeah. in the crowd you're with, right? Yeah. Rhonda is back with us in Wisconsin. She was in Facebook jail oh, for a while. Rhonda, you've yeah. been very naughty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shame you, on her. You've been where Amanda's going. <laughs> so as I... I <laughs> as I... As I pitched this program today, I have said, and uh, Jay, because you're the freshest face today, th- this is to be the most important week in U.S. history, certainly in, in modern day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to, I'm not talking about the rival of the Civil War or the Revolutionary War, right. but is that an over-assessment of, of what's taking place this week? No, I don't think so at all. And And honestly, I think... I mean, I think really what we're what's going to happen today is that we're going to decide uh, what freedom looks like in the United States. Um, for, so for the people in Georgia, uh, they basically hold freedom in uh, all of our freedom in their hands to a certain degree. And, you know, I'm not you know this because I've, I've actually done it um, several times when when you and I have talked as well, Trent, I. 
I don't, I don't like the doom and gloom stuff, right? That's not me. I'm not that guy, and I really don't like overhyping stuff. Right. Is, is there a chance that Joe Biden becomes president and America doesn't default into chaos, rubbish, and burning and something like a scene out of Atlas Shrugged um, number three, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's possible that we make it all the way through uh, – whatever uh, term that he would have and, and life is as we know it. But um, I, I do think that the, the concept of us um, watching Congress come under one power and a power that is consumed with power mm-hmm. is like one of the more dangerous things that we've, um, that we may have, uh, we may, we may could have ever witnessed um, in this country. And, um, I, have spent a bunch of time reading back to see if there is ever a time when we had a party that was so power hungry, uh, to do harm to people in the other party. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's not how having a lot of power is not a bad thing. And even wielding power is not always a bad thing. Using it to hurt people or to get even more constantly, uh, is why we have monopoly laws in the United States, right? And all of those sorts of things. Because um, we don't much care about a monopoly if it's good and everybody likes it and it treats us all well and fair. Uh, we just don't like them when, uh, when they don't, when they begin uh, to have too uh, I, I absolutely refuse to shop at Walmart, so I do not like monopolies. Yeah, but uh, as a general rule, you're pretty unique. Uh, by the way, you brought up something, Atlas yeah. Shrugged. Uh, I have read that book uh-huh. as long as it took me to read it. But did that woman have foresight or what? Mm. You know, I mean, it, it it really is amazing. I have a, I have a good friend here uh, uh, that lives just down the road from me, and he called me last Sunday, and he invited me over to the house and said, hey, I just have something I want to show you real quick. We can have coffee. And uh, – uh, he likes to do it on Sunday basically because uh, they have a lockdown order where you're not supposed to be moving and he wants everybody just to violate the order a little bit. Right. Um, and so we all, we gathered over there. What he had found was he was in a little bookshop down here in uh, Puerto Rico and he found a first edition uh, Atlas Shrugged um, that was from the first printing. Oh my goodness. And he bought it for a dollar. Wow. He opens it up and he's flipping through it after he gets home, just being trying to be real careful with all the pages. And inside the pages of the book, they had found all the reviews that were done by uh, all the uh, various newspapers along the, the eastern seaboard. So somebody from the New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia or, or uh, Baltimore area somewhere there. Um, had bought it of Atlas Shrugged, and it was uh, it was pretty neat. It was very cool. cool. But the book is highly prophetic. If people haven't read it, uh, it's too late to start now. The world will end before you get a chance. You You must read a book. It's a must read, and make your kids read it if they're over sixteen. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, you, want to, you want to know how long it is, Andrew? Go on. 
It's longer than the Pelosi sponsored stimulus bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that book as a, a, a mandatory reading in a, in a ninth grade hit world history class from a guy named Coach Ball. Uh, I was kind of sarcastic about something in the class, and he made me read Atlas Shrugged, or I was going to fail. And uh, uh, thank goodness he did. Right? It really was. It's. Uh, yeah, it's prophetic. No, I think you were talking about really. Let's so to get to the subject matter honestly. So if we if we look at this this week, uh, more importantly, you can look at just like today for Georgia. Then tomorrow we we will become so much smarter by uh, midnight tomorrow or early Thursday morning that it won't even be funny uh, for how civics. Applied civics works versus mm-hmm. theoretical civics, because I think uh, uh, I still have in the back of my head that people are going to make motions that um, in the House of Representatives that no one knows how to to really uh, do. They'll make a they'll I mean they'll make a judgment, but they may make the wrong judgment, and it may be the thing. I I can create these scenarios where even the Supreme Court has to come down and answer the question uh, on a floor motion as to whether or not they can do it. So uh, the parliamentarian had better like be sharpening all the pencils and 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 taking all the notes that they can because it's good. Do, do you know who that is? I can send him a pocket constitution. I've got about hey. two thousand left. Uh, you know what? I do know for a fact that that person has one because I personally dropped it off once in the past. Oh, look uh, at you go. Yeah, yeah. I used to be an American. <laughs> and that just seemed like a good time to talk about the certified Piedmontese opportunity. And I call it an opportunity because it's about a branded beef program that is allowing you to capture the value that you put into these beef cattle There are several branded beef programs. Find the one that works for you. Certified Piedmontese has been put together by Lone Creek Cattle Company. They have uh, what Jerry Hofer calls Americanized. These Piedmontese cattle, they calve easy, they grow well, they perform extremely well. And our calves are leaving our house Monday. Yeah, I and the banker are happy about that. A tune of a $200 minimum premium over market price. That's what we're talking about because these Piedmontese cattle generate consistently tender beef. Get more details if you're a cattleman. Maybe you want to buy it and try it. That's at certifiedpiedmontese.com. LoneCreekCattleCo.com is where you go to get more information about being on the supply chain. More details, LoneCreekCattleCo.com once again. Roll out, first segment. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to Roll Route, Trent Loose, alongside Andrew Henderson, Amanda Radke, Jay Truitt, breaking all of my rules, never have four people on a conversation. Uh, and I have to also say that Jay is captivating because Andrew and Amanda have never been that silent for that long. <laughs> True. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, and I got to trade him a book recommendation because, you know, I talked about our high school reading assignment from uh, (laughs) 1984. And, you know, you talk about this ultimate power grab for the sake of power. And we keep hearing the phrase hold the line. And I think it means much more than the than the election. I think it means our our God given freedoms. So Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate to live in a state, South Dakota, 
where our governor didn't decide what an essential business was. She didn't decide winners and losers and who could support their family and who had to shut down. And we see these governors in other states slowly cripple and take away people's rights. So it's just 15 days. It's just a mask. It's just a shutdown for 30 days. We're going to slow the spread. And they keep using these phrases that you dare not question the narrative, because if you do that, you're questioning science, which by definition, science is meant to be questioned and reproven and reevaluated and proven again. Um, and so that's what we're seeing. So this book talks about, does this sound familiar from this summer? Tear down the statues, rewrite history, take away certain words that you can't say because they're offensive to people. And pretty soon people are backed into a corner where they either have to decide, I'm going to go along with the party line and what Big Brother is telling me, or hey, I'm going to think critically and I'm going to I'm going to say no, two plus two does not equal five. No matter how many times you tell me two plus two equals four, because that's a fact and not just the narrative you want us to buy into. So no. a little soapbox there, but I'm very grateful. No, absolutely. Listen, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Because if you if you look at what's happened to those people that have done what you've just been allowed to do and we're all doing right at this moment. The people that tried to do that in Hong Kong in the last six months are now in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember yeah. when I was in when I was in China um, three years ago, I was with a, a milk powder company, and I was in. Uh, we were doing a presentation to try and sell British uh, dairy produce to the Chinese, and we had a, a, a board of directors. Get this: the eldest member of the board was twenty-seven years of age. Right now, wow. this is a company that was one worth... people, man. Wow, yeah, now that's quite amazing. So, I, I was sat in the room and I was thinking they're going to start calling me grandpa in a minute. Wow. There you go. Um, but the interesting thing was that um, I, I got the feeling I couldn't ask certain questions, which is exactly how you're portraying the world could be if we don't sort this out fairly quickly. And that's why I think this is so important because I remember. I started to ask some, I suppose, um, pertinent questions because I was trying to work out. I knew that the company wasn't totally owned by the owners, that the government had some ownership. And as soon as I started to ask the question, I was actually kicked. My feet were kicked really? beneath the table. And um, I, when I got out and I got in, a, in, a, in the, one of the young executives' brand-new Mercedes five five door saloon that I could never afford. And then um, I sat and I'm talking top of the range job as well. We're traveling down the road and he says, right. And he winds his window down, sorry, uses his electric window. And he says, um, now we can speak. You can ask me any question while I'm in the car, but don't ask me those sort of questions when I'm in the office. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, oh, okay. And then, um, so I, I started asking, what are they, what, what's that saying? And he was reading this stuff out to me in Chinese and it was all, it was all in like my hat in big red propaganda and it was all the the uh the people's republic of china telling mm. people what they were were allowed and were not allowed to do right tell me that straight and it really right. scared me what we're seeing with covid i'm beginning to i'm beginning to believe it is the start of it i uh, don't I, you I, I believe that 100 percent. jay go ahead no, just I. I just think that uh, one of the one of the things, and and maybe COVID accelerated it as well. But 
One of the things that started in the United States, that I think is maybe one of the most dangerous things was uh, uh, this I the, the the loss of the idea that people could communicate about almost anything and that somehow or another we had to characterize every communication, right? And so the, the term, um, Amanda used it, the, the, the term that became this, you know, the way we do that is we say, oh, well, the narrative is this and the narrative is that. Well, that's, an, that's a relatively new term. Uh, yeah. You know what we used to call it? We used to say, oh, uh, Jay, Amanda, uh, Trent, and Andrew were talking. And freedom of speech involved all of that, right? You, it wasn't just the speech that you did in public, and it wasn't just the speech that you had. It was even that you had the freedom to kind of just talk and to talk. You can even talk about crazy things. I could have got on here and talked about how I want communism or I right. don't want it, and both of those things were honored equally. And and we've just stopped that today. And somehow or another, as Americans, again, this is back to your original question or your original uh, uh, assertion, Trent. We we just turned over these significant amounts of freedom and power to the federal government. And if you watch. Uh, listen, I don't want to make this like a political campaign, but if you watch the speech that Donald Trump gave last night in Georgia, and I know it's really painful for a liberal, but even every liberal in America should watch that speech because if you if you can't take away a couple of the sentences in the middle of that, where what we should be about is us and freedom and liberty and you know, um, justice for all. And it really is just as simple as that. Um, and if you, if you don't believe that, that, that the election wasn't skewed in some, that there's not at least something fishy, then you're just not paying attention, right? We can, it's not a baseless claim if it's worth at least looking at. You, you know, you bring up what is still my number one concern about what is happening is as much as I am a fan of President Trump and the reason I'm a fan of President Trump is because his mantra aligns with mine in terms of less government. But if we're not careful in how we do this properly at the end of the day, and I think this is, Jay, what you were really saying, we have more government because we tried to get the right thing to happen. Yeah. We, we can't allow that to happen. At Agreed. the end of the day, the federal government needs to have less control of, of each one of our lives, not more, just because we want what we see as the truth to prevail. Yeah, You know, Paul Phillips has just mentioned Fox News, which I think, because I've been watching your media for the last um, four or five months, and it is very similar to our media. Um, but the way it's been explained to me and somebody explained they're all owned by the same people andrew yeah yeah well that, well six corporations aren't there there are six right. major corporations that basically own the world's media actually that the free world going here yeah. um but um what's really interesting is that we have a and it's happened to fox news that uh, somewhere between uh november the 3rd and uh, before november the 3rd and after november the 3rd there was a difference in power the power uh, whoever ran Fox News. They were allowed prior to the election to support Trump. After the election, they supported Biden. And then now they're losing all their viewers, so they're trying to get Trump back on the agenda. 
the same thing has happened here with the Daily Mail, believe it or not, which is the biggest um, uh, newspaper or, 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 or online newspaper for the Conservative Party. The same thing, basically. And that's our Republican Party, if, 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 you, if you like. They have put in a socialist stroke Remain in Europe editor. And all of a sudden, the, you know, they had all these readers that, hang on, the, the, the narrative has completely changed here. And that just shows you that when that can happen, and some people don't realise until it's too late that the thing has completely shifted. And they're being persuaded yeah. to think in a different way. It's quite worrying. Uh, I think you just gave the analogy of the frog in the boiling pot of water, did you not? Did yeah. I? You don't know that story, Andrew? No. What? No, but anything anything to do with the French, I'm interested in. But that, you know what that proves, Trent? Wait a it, proves, it proves that he didn't go to an ag school anywhere in the United States. Right. Or rock in the boiling water. Wait. Yeah, go on, go on. Tell me. So know. if you have a pot of boiling water on a stove yeah. or on the fire and yeah. you throw a frog in, what's it do? It, it gets it, out of Dodge. Right. You put it jumps out. If you put the frog in the water at a comfortable temperature and then turn the water up, it will boil alive because it remains comfortable at all times because it was comfortable when it started and you raised that gradually. Fro- frog did you actually do that boiling. exercise? Did you actually yeah. do that exercise, yeah. did you? Yeah. Every week. But I do know the metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> after, ever, after every chapter of Atlas Shrug completion, we would throw a a frog a frog a boiling water. By the way, my clock says I've got something else boiling. The stand of Paxton County is boiling over Netflix. I'm getting a lot of inquiries. I think January is bringing people back to see the stand at Paxton County. If you've not watched it, in fact, I am in Stark County, North Dakota today, the very county where that is based. Get more details on Netflix, the stand at Paxton County. We'll be back. More roll route the second half after this. Welcome back to Rural Route, Trent Luce, and my new studio, Sentinel Butte, North Dakota, the Crazy Woman Saloon. Come on in. The Crazy Woman so, Saloon. So you're broadcasting from a from a saloon at oh o'clock in the morning? Correct. Yeah. I am. What happened it is. to the by the way, what happened to the silver belly hat that you were wearing before? I it, I like that hat. And yeah. now you've gone back to that. Uh, really jack black thing i'm not for sure what that is well i'll take that as not a racist statement jay <laughs> right. but um yeah uh, i i just had to bring the uh, the sawtooth hat yeah. made by lee keltner on this trip for those of you that don't know this hat was made by the patriot lee keltner who was murdered in denver uh at a patriot rally he's my yeah. hat maker that is a that is a good looking hat though, and he's much of Now you're you're you should be in politics. You look how quickly you shifted. I the did, proprietor, I the narrative. The proprietor of the Crazy Woman Saloon, Deb Winnegar, sitting over there. Steve's over here. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lovely saloon. Yeah, looks like it. It is. I hang out. It's amazing how they'll, they'll open up for you to satisfy your habit at 6.30 in the morning yeah. as well. Fair enough. <laughs> You're assuming that we went to bed. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's still late <laughs> last night. Too much information again, Trent. There you go. No, you're making assumptions. Isn't no, that the I'm overall saying... problem of the day? People are making assumptions. 
He was up reading and researching for this. Yeah. So, like yeah, we so, were. So can we can we uh, Jay? Can we go, come back to what? What's your prediction for um, for uh, a to today and where the election might? Because that result won't be known before the six, will it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Before we get to that, Valerie, that is awesome. She's offended that I'm in a place called the Crazy Woman's Saloon. That offends all women. I know. I'm. I'm not sorry. <laughs> deal, deal with it, Valerie. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> We're the badge of honor, Valerie. <laughs> hey, this is the Badlands of North Dakota. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. Let's go. Just a reminder that we still have freedom of speech. <laughs> <laughs> My, your, your right to offend doesn't stop at me. <clears throat> um, no. I, so uh, here, here's the best prediction that, that I can give you. I think I do think that uh, we're going to see a huge Republican turnout uh, in Georgia. Um, I think David Perdue ekes out, uh, uh, ekes out a win, um, and Miss Loeffler uh, does as well. And Ooh. so, wait a minute. And I'm, and I'm, and that's I'm not that. that doesn't really go with most of the polls, right? I mean, there's a lot of polls that show both of them are going to be down a couple of points, but I think the uh, um, I, I still think all the turnout models are off, and pollsters don't really can't really figure it out, and uh, I, I can't either, right? So we're all guessing. That's just a pure guess. What happens tomorrow becomes a little more a little more interesting and there's like four or five ways, you know, that all this can play out. But in short, uh, we'll see objections to uh, six or maybe eight states uh, worth of electors. And as that, uh, as the uh, evidence uh, gets presented in the caucus meetings or the, 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 the individual uh, house meetings, uh, here's my fear of what happens is that we see a basically a party line vote, maybe minus the uh, member of Congress from uh, uh, Hawaii um, who has uh, uh, stepped out uh, from the Democrat party and said, Hey, listen, um, there's some things that just don't make sense here about the election. And, and uh, she's a little bit upset about the way all that turned out, Miss Guilford. And, um, but in the Senate, uh, I'm afraid that they don't even hold the GOP line vote together. And uh, and so we end up uh, accepting the electors as is at the end of the at the end of the process. But I I also, though, uh, believe that there's going to be um, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people um, making a lot of noise in Washington, D.C. tomorrow Um I encourage them to do two things. Number one, make sure that you make a lot of noise in front of the Supreme Court. They need to understand your presence on that side of the Capitol, maybe more so uh, than at the Capitol even itself. And number two, um, if you consider yourself a conservative, pick up your trash and put it in the trash can there. Uh, Their conservative um, groups are known for leaving the town cleaner than when they arrived. And uh, liberal groups leave trash and, and feces and everything everywhere. Uh, just show people the difference between uh, the standards of what you consider to be acceptable. Don't wreck the town. Um, but 
Uh, I do think the Supreme Court uh, will be compelled to hear some of this evidence. And uh, we still have about, I know that we said that like tomorrow is the day, but tomorrow is not the day. Um, We still have another uh, 10 days. And the Supreme Court is going to be compelled to hear some case at some point. They cannot just ignore all of these pleadings. They can't. I, I didn't think they could ignore as long as they have. I agree. But they, they, maybe a, a half a million people showing up in town or more mm-hmm. uh, will convince them that um, – the country is divided and that they've only been seeing a little tiny slice of it. And DC and the Eastern seaboard or Uh, Northeastern seaboard is not uh, it. I want to kind of put that in context because Ed earlier commented that the flyover region was angry. Mm -hmm. I I talk to people in every corner of the United States on a regular basis. It's not just the flyover region. There are people from coast to coast. I have a friend in Hollywood who is livid at what's taking place. She can't even talk about it because she gets personally attacked, but it's in every state. There are people that are saying, we just want the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where people get confused is they think this is about Donald Trump and it's not. This is Americans saying we want a free, fair, transparent, and verifiable election. I mean, if the Mm -hmm. IRS can tell me down to the nickel, the penny, what I owe in taxes, Surely we can trace every single vote back to the original voter and not have a dead roll of people showing up from the cemeteries voting and a stack coming from overseas and foreign interference and people counting the ballots eight, nine times. And I think tomorrow is really going to highlight and not be the ultimate decider of whether Trump is ultimately victorious or not, I think it's going to expose the underbelly of Congress and who wants to fight for a free and fair elections and a free uh, America for the future, and who's going to just play politics and is looking at 2024 or staying in their little rhino coalitions. Uh, so we're going to, I mean, we're going to truly see our senators from each state raise their hand to certify fraudulent uh elections or to raise their hand and say, something's not right here. We need to audit the votes and we need to get this right for the American people. Amanda, we have a, as you know, in the UK, we've just gone through, uh, as Trent points out, we voted four times in reality to leave the European Union. And you're absolutely right what you say about politicians and what their needs are rather than what the needs are of the general public in terms of you know, you vote, you win a vote, then you expect your politicians to act on that vote. You're in a position at the moment, and you quite rightly, where what needs to happen is that in order for the the population to believe in all of their future freedom, there's enough affidavits and you've got six major news corporations trying to stop actual evidence from being shown to people that proves that there was massive irregularities i'll use those words and that needs to be looked into and proven one way or the other you and i believe that it's fraud but we need to be shown it was fraud and as you quite rightly point out um, but i have to ask you and i know i know exactly where you're going but i have to ask you i've personally witnessed hundreds and i know that there have been thousands of people testify about irregularities in the voting system on voting day what what does it none of those people 
Trump, Trent, but none of those people at this stage, and this is what makes this interesting, have actually been able to put that evidence to a court of law. Mm-hmm. Now, I, there, there, I want to explain. I did say this before, but I've now looked it up. Mo Brooks is the guy that I think is very, very important here because he's like our book. We had a guy called Bill Cash, mm-hmm. a guy that knew everything about the Constitution in the UK. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, we have a uh, an unwritten Constitution and everything about the the freedoms that we enjoy here in the UK and everything that was real about moving from uh, what we have lost our sovereignty in the in the European Union and he, he explained what getting our sovereignty back was and what was the difference. Mo Brooks is your Bill Cash because he's a congressman who isn't in it for the money. He's not at the beginning of his political career. He's in there because he wants to do the right thing for the freedom of the American people. And he's the guy that I think you should look at what he's, he's saying. Because first of all, Jay, you said that maybe six to eight states would be um, uh, uh, taken into consideration. Well, at the moment, Mo Brooks is saying, actually, that's at the moment only going to be two states at the most. Yeah. Because, because he says that Ted Cruz's 11 uh, musketeers, or whatever you want to call them, aren't actually objecting. What they're doing is making a political gesture to ask for an audit. They're not objecting to individual states at this stage. So he's and I've listened to this guy, and so he's saying you're all being you're all being you're all being uh, whistled up a road that isn't there by certain senators that say they're objecting, well, but they haven't put official objections in. So you need to we need to understand that because that's what's being said at the moment. Yeah. But he also says, like you say, Jay, that. Um, the process will allow, but at this stage, because only two senators and I think it's 160 uh, congressmen are actually going to object, that you might only get four hours debate, you know, because there's only two. Mm-hmm. If there was 13 senators who objected, you'd get 13 times two hours. I'm going to stick with my same rule. It just takes one. Yeah. Once that first one goes, because something that you said earlier today, Andrew, that I think is so appropriate, there's a fear. What if I do this and I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. They have to get they have to get beyond that fear and there will be comfort in the first person to take the step and the others will follow. I have to take the first step to close out this third third segment. Neogen is taking a look at the genetics, the DNA fingerprint of the animals that we're producing to improve the overall efficiency of converting natural resources into the essentials of life, food, fiber, pharmaceuticals, and fuel. We DNA test all of our boars. We DNA test every calf that we produce. It's quite simple. Just send in a tissue sample, get back a report, and they tell you genetically what is present and what might be there that you Welcome back to Roll Route, Trent Loose. Who was going to take over, by the way? I missed that. <laughs> we, were, well, we were still brawling it out, but yeah. I think I was in charge. I thought we might get down to Amanda. two in a minute. We were Amanda was taking over. Anytime. Yeah, Anytime she's ready. She's got some extra time, so she can do that. Yeah, I'll just do time. Uh, Amanda, did, it's actually about time you weigh in. What are your thoughts? You know, I'm... I didn't want to lose this, but I wanted to quote my friend Mindy, who posted on Facebook last night that we need patriots, not politicians. And I agree. Mm-hmm. 
All it takes is one. And at the end of the day, even if Trump isn't victorious, I think a true patriot wants to be on the record saying, you know, we recognize there's some anomalies and some irregularities in this election. And ultimately, <laughs> since there's been. Yeah, that's an understatement. But ultimately, since we've had this challenge for multiple elections now, we have a history of this in our country. Are we just going to sweep it under the rug and lead to bitterness, resentment and people not trusting the electoral process? Or are we going to say enough is enough? We need to reform the system to give that trust back to the American people and to stand up for what is right and the Constitution. I think the Constitution is ultimately going to back Donald Trump and and he's going through every procedural process to test that Constitution and prove that it's going to hold up. But I don't think January 6th tomorrow is ultimately going to be the final determining factor um, in this, this contested election. But it lays the stays, stage for voters to take a look at who they're sending to Washington, D.C., and to decide, is that man or woman a politician or a patriot? And that's what we need to remember moving forward. Brilliant. And, and quite frankly, it will give more time to expose and put sunlight to all of the swamp dwellers. Right. And we're going to get to hear, I think, more evidence. I think we're going to hear more stuff come out tomorrow that we haven't even been privy to yet. And there's going to be a million plus people there listening, as well as every single person tuning in on TV, as much as they'll show us. People are paying attention on both sides of the aisle because they want to see how this plays out. Bad win, loser draw. Uh, The American people need to know. We need transparency and we need it now. I'll just give them a shout out, even though I don't know them. I know that right side media will make sure you have access to every single thing that happens. They've done a fantastic job they being have. there all the time. Right. I, 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 I think that was, that, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, but just a quick point. I think one of the big, one of the big wins in the middle of this is that we have begun to see some people, uh, uh, thank goodness for technology, right? And how cool it is. The fact that you can go to North Dakota. <laughs> Wait a minute. And- We're in this position because of technology. <laughs> right. No, but but thank goodness that we have that because we have seen a bunch of startup little uh, reporters, true blue journalists that are going to go out and dig through this stuff. And they got to earn their some stripes here, right? Yes, and that's true. Very if, true. If, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so, spot on. And that's, that's already happening because I know where I'm going for my news. And there are some really good ones out there. Paul, Paul Phillips says about watching Newsmax and um, as, a, as another alternative. I've been watching Newsmax, but I'm minded to tell you that um, Newsmax is actually owned by a Democrat. Did you all know that? No. And what's interesting is when they, they really needed to come home with the bacon, as I'd like to say that in front of, of Trent, mm. um, they didn't because they, they, uh, they, got, they got freaked out by being uh, challenged by Dominion um, about the voting machines. Now, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be proved right here, but Dominion are threatening a lot of people. But I I don't believe they will sue anybody because the minute they do this disclosure... Oh, absolutely. They are finished. I actually look forward to it if they do. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think they'll dare it. I mean, they've said that they aren't connected to the internet and everybody knows they are for a start. They've said that the, the... the machines are made in um, Canada, and there's proof pictures out there showing that it's they're made in China. They've got no chance. Right. They might as well push uh, water up a hill. Jay, Todd Kennedy has the real issue here. The whole election process has been posed as a lie. Once yeah. there's that unrefutable 
bit of first evidence, then the avalanche begins. But how do you get that exposed? Well, I do think, again, it's back to uh, I don't remember who made it before, but I know somebody uh, uh, on the uh, uh, line of questions had made the reference before about where are various members of the Supreme Court. I do think it is at the Supreme Court, not that we will actually see that evidence, because that's really not the way the Supreme Court works, right? We've Mm -hmm. all watched their cases before them or listened to them. You can't really watch them, Uh, but you've listened through those hearings. And they, at some point, someone will have to present something that is basically so obvious to that body that they can't reject that message. And I kind of felt like the video testimony uh, that Andrew's referencing, you know, from um, uh, the Georgia hearing earlier in the week, was it earlier in the week or at the end of last week? Yeah, yeah was kind of that evidence where the guy actually hacks the system in live real time right right in front of the freaking committee. I mean, how good is that? Yeah. Um, And he he did it basically with a phone and a laptop kind of thing. Right. Um, So anybody could have done it anytime, anywhere, anyway. Um, Where are the good conservative hackers when we need them? Um, But, You did not. Jury, please disregard that statement. He did not. He said that under distress. Everyone knows that I had a gun to my head, uh, a Chinese gun. No, I uh, All you got to do is say certain terms in today's world and write and start a whole new conversation. You say like lizard squad. And now all of a sudden you're having a whole different conversation about Lynn Wood. No, I, I think the, uh, uh, I think the funny the, the 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 funny thing about it is 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 exactly the point that that the uh, the question makes, which is that why haven't we crossed that uh, to argue with Andrew a little bit, right, or to take some different uh, a different a- approach? I do think that Josh Hawley intends to object, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, he does, and I and I do think. Family for doing so, might I add? He's 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 no, but this is the point I was trying to make to you. This guy, apparently, if you object, you have to officially say you're going to object. You can't just walk into the Senate and object. You Hmm. have to give notice. So in the joint in the joint session, the 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 mechanically the way it works is that that objection actually has to be signed. Yes, and so I and it only takes one senator. And that same senator can object to all eight. And it forces them in each case to, to do the two-hour process. It, okay. okay. And that, so the mechanics, I think the mechanic. that's why I said for almost from the very beginning is that this may turn out to be like a 24-hour window, right? I mean, because they're going to start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They don't start at 6 o'clock in the morning like normal people who work with people, right? They start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Get up and get to work. Right. Um, and so, I started at 1 o'clock. I'm fine. Yeah. But you're they on the time zone. they got to get their cows milk first. You know, isn't the Washington, D.C. time zone the center of the universe? And you're just on the wrong time zone now. Right? Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, I uh, – and so real quickly – we get to uh, three or four o'clock in the morning, you know, and um, if you start adding up the two hour break windows, right, we could get to a 16 hour time frame and then people still coming back. It takes time um, for all those older members of Congress like Nancy Pelosi and, and so on to, 
you know, they they can't run. They got to walk carefully up and, and down the, the hallways. And so um, it just takes a while for all of that to happen. Plus, they're doing this thing in joint session. Um, yeah. That, which that. slows the process down. That's a real pain because people don't get to sit where they normally sit. And there's pushing and and all of that kind of stuff. I Listen, people just need to... People need to watch that process. And I, uh, it, if there is something that comes out of the process that ends up being like a settlement towards an audited forensic audit investigation, that may be the venue that you can actually present some evidence. I don't have any confidence that any congressional investigation would result in any real action. Other it'd be rubbish. Than it'd be a sham give the Supreme court a little bit more cover to uh, do apparently what they're afraid. I mean, what they, what the, 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 the discussion in DC is that um, Roberts is afraid that his actions would create essentially a national riot. And what that tells me is, is that if he, he's pretty convinced that if he hears the case, he might actually rule in a way that disappoints the people that are going to riot. Well, listen, it's not the pro-life uh, Baptist convention that has been burning buildings all across America. No, I, I, right? I, I, I can so, believe that that's his excuse, but I'm not sure that's his motive. Well, I don't know. That, that excuse holds no water whatsoever. Hmm. The Supreme Court's job I, is I, to I, hear I, the evidence and make a ruling. And if there's improprieties, you make the ruling. I it's like saying more. that... It, it's right. like saying it, it'd be like saying um, we're going to make sure that Al Capone doesn't go to jail because it, yeah. it might cause Chicago yeah. to, to go into into meltdown. You couldn't you couldn't do that. If you're not I, ultimately I going to stand up for the Constitution, why are you on the Supreme Court? Listen, I, it's all getting very exciting, actually. I think it is very positive, Jay. I, I do think that that you, you cannot hide the truth. And I'm I'm, I'm sounding a bit like Lynn Woods there, but he's right. You can't. There's so much out, evidence out there now. Um, I, I, I just under, I can understand why Trent's taking a load of bales of hay to Washington yeah. tomorrow. Right. No, but, but you know he's not going to give anyone any No, hay. he'll be selling it. Because he just no, doesn't. He certainly won't be giving it to anybody. <laughs> no. Why do you think he's on the... Why do you think he's, he's going to... Where are you at the moment? Hell's what? He's going to take a stand against giving hay away. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, Amanda where, Radke, look, look, you get the final getting, word today. And where, where are you actually? Where are you talking from, Trent? Again, what's Sentinel the name Butte, place? North Dakota, in uh, Golden Valley County, the Crazy Woman Saloon. What else you want to know? Is she going along with you? Are you going along with me? <laughs> she said no. <laughs> Amanda Radke, final word today. So the current rhetoric is it's time to move on. But after three and a half years of Russian hoax, followed by an impeachment, I think at the very least, this is not political retaliation. This is our desire to seek the truth and expose any corruption and lies that exist. And I just want to commend the patriots who have stood in their truth, whether that's a congressman or woman who is up standing up to uphold the Constitution, whether it's a citizen journalist who is countering the mainstream narrative that continues to lie to the American people, or whether it's the hundreds of eyewitnesses who have testified uh, under oath um, 
about these anomalies and irregularities and they're facing violence and threats to their families and losing their jobs or their homes and they're having to move. So I want to commend these people for standing up for truth and transparency and the American people. We appreciate you. We thank you. And ultimately, however this goes, I will always remember those people that stood up for what was right. Amen. That'll do it. Fantastic. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, for Steve, Steve and Deb Winnegar, Trent Luce. We all remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route.